This is Life Made Better, a podcast from two coaches with a zest for not only their lives, but yours. In this series, Fleur and Lucia seek out tips, tools, and exercises to inspire you to achieve your dreams and goals. Join us and let's make life better. Welcome back to Life Made Better, the podcast where we interview interesting people that not only inspire us, but so that we can find out how they made their life better so we can learn from their story and challenges. Today, we have another very special guest here with us to share her expert insights, energy, and wisdom. Kerry Patterson is a bullying specialist. We're really happy to have you here today, Kerry. Hi, thank you for having me here. Great to be here. Could you tell us a bit more about um, your background and how you became a bullying specialist and what you're currently doing? Yeah, of course. So um, my background is actually as a probation officer. I was a probation officer for 15 years until about four years ago. I experienced bullying in the workplace and I left work through not just necessarily the bullying, but through burnout as well. Um, We got privatised and targets, et cetera, became really difficult. So, yeah, I left. Um, And prior to that, I'd already had experience of bullying because I was bullied as a child and through so-called friends as well. So, So bullying is really important to me that we you know we start to address this so once I left work as I say I was, I was completely burnt out and I trained as an upholsterer and uh, um, a furniture upcycler and that was what helped me to heal so what I focus on now is helping people to heal through difficult experiences like bullying by doing things such as upholstery or upcycling or just you know, trying to get that that sense of achievement, that that feeling you get when you've actually maybe transformed something. Um, oh, and what a lovely goal! It's so yeah. lovely, yeah. And and I mean, we've just spoke for a couple of minutes off air, and we all have had experiences of bullying. My middle daughter was was bullied so badly that she got. We didn't realize at the time she was only eight at the time that it uh, contributed her to having really bad OCD and anxiety. And Lucia also mentioned that she had bullying in the workplace. So bullying is such a, it's there all the time, isn't it? When people have got anger issues and they feel some power, it's their way of making themselves, I'm assuming from what I've learned, to feel better. What would you say is the reason that people start to bully? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right there. I think, um, you know, bullying is about having some sort of power and control over somebody for whatever that reason is. Um, As you say, I think quite often, the bullies have maybe been bullied themselves. Maybe that's through friends. Maybe it's through their background as children. As I say, it's, yeah, it's a way to gain to gain control over their own feelings. And you know, bullying is all about how can I put it? Kind of, it's an intimidation. So they will pick on people who are um, more vulnerable because it gives them a sense of power over themselves. So I think that's. Mm. that's what it's about really mm-hmm. but you know I'm curious because obviously we were as I was saying talking off the recording about bullying and how unfortunately installed it is in society but sometimes it's so hard to recognize that what you're going through is actually this so I'm curious to hear are there any ways in which you can see or spot that you have been or are being bullied or maybe somebody that you love or care about has is going through the situation? 
Yeah, I think that's a really good question, actually, because you're right, it can be so subtle, can't it? And sometimes you don't realise at the time that you're actually going through that. But bullying is, it's classed as bullying when it becomes persistent. So if if certain behaviours have made you feel uncomfortable and they're happening over and over again, then that is a form of bullying. And that's how you would know that it was bullying. Um, But even if it's an isolated incident, I think that if it's something that makes you feel uncomfortable, then that is a massive sign that you're being bullied. And one thing that that I really focus on, because I think it's really important, is the difference between, how can we put it, a joke or banter and being bullied. I've experienced this myself. So if you're the kind of, you're the victim of of somebody's joke directed at you to humiliate you, for example, and that makes you feel uncomfortable, then that is bullying. And if you see that with yourself, you know, whether it's with a group of colleagues, a partner, um, a group of so-called friends, I think it's important that you really concentrate on how that makes you feel. And if it makes you feel uncomfortable, then, you know, you shouldn't have to accept that behavior. I think that's it because I think these things can be very, very subtle sometimes. Mm. And bullying can take so many different forms and can happen across all walks of life that I think I think anything that makes you feel uncomfortable is is not right and it's it can be bullying. Mm. But what I and I, I agree with you, but obviously seeing it from the person that is going through that, because one of the things that happen when you're being bullied is that you don't feel comfortable, as you mentioned, but also somehow that power of resisting that is taken away from you. You start feeling like, you know, little, like you don't have that voice. And how are you going to stand up and actually say something that goes against this abusive behavior? So I'm curious to hear whether there are any you know, tips or insights or things that you can do if you're facing this situation to kind of, I want to say, try and stop it. Uh, It might be quite difficult, but, you know, at least try and control it and try to regain that sense of control in a way. Yeah, I think that's really important, isn't it? I think this is this is why I do the work that I do. It's all about encouraging people to stand tall and to stand up for themselves and, you know, have that sense of self-worth. And for me, and, and the experience I've had both myself and dealing with people, it, it starts from, how can I put it, the very root of it. So, you know, why is it that you're kind of accepting that behavior? Is it because you feel that you deserve no less and you, that's what you, you know, that's what, that's what you deserve. You know, where does that come from? I think that's really important. And I think in terms of tips, I think it depends on your situation, really. Um, certainly if you're being bullied at work, this should not be acceptable. And you should be able to um, reach out to other people who can help, whether it's HR or a colleague or whoever it might be, which I know is very difficult because, you know, you might have been bullied by a manager, etc., and that makes it very difficult. But I think it comes back to having that self-assurance to know that you're okay to stand up for yourself and to have that confidence that you actually are being bullied you know you don't deserve to be the butt of the joke or um you know have 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 nasty comments directed at you you need to have that confidence to be able to to stand up for yourself and that i think that comes that comes with a lot of a lot of work and a lot of experience you know the the work that i do with people is to really get to the root of that get to the root of what are the past experiences they they bring to that situation that are allowing them to to put up with that and teaching people to have assertiveness skills and confidence to know that they're okay to stand up for themselves and that they don't need to be a people pleaser or you know they they don't have to worry about upsetting somebody they have a right to stand up for themselves 
Mm. question or not yeah it's so important but I think you're right each situation is so individual but I I like the fact that you said once you feel uncomfortable then you do need to reach out for support and I know with my daughter she wasn't accepting it which was Mm. she was telling the teachers but they weren't believing her because it was so Mm. subtle you know and it's only when we actually moved her from the school and she wouldn't make friends at her new school and we took her yeah. to a psychologist that she said well actually it's because she's lost trust that she'll be made to keep safe so for children you know when there's when they haven't got the support you haven't got any choice but sometimes if there's not the support there as parents to move yeah. them if you've gone to the school and they're not listening you haven't got any yeah. choice though have you but to get them out of the environment And I know other people that have been bullied at work have said the same thing. No one was listening. So I had to change jobs. Yes. I mean, this is not great, is it? That people still in positions where they could help people that are being bullied are still not listening. So what should we be saying to the people that are listening that might have a suggestion that one of their, you know, work colleagues or, you know, someone that they're with are being bullied? That's so true, isn't it? I think you're right. I think so many people have tried to get help and you're right. The help isn't there because the message in society is that, you know, bullying isn't this big thing. I think people assume it's just a little bit of bullying, a little bit of pushing or a little bit of name calling in the playground at school. But it's so much more than that. It really, really is. And that is the the message that I want to get out there. And that's what I'd want people to listen to. The impact of bullying is enormous. It's not just bullying. It's it's, it's emotional abuse. It's, um, it's, it's everything that goes with it. It's the stigma. It's the shame. It's, it leads to a lot of mental health problems. Mm-hmm. And I would urge people to listen and take this very seriously because, you know, if, whether you're bullied as a child or as a, as a colleague, um, you know, in the workplace, however that is, I think it can have such a far-reaching effect and it can have such an impact on you as an adult if you're not listened to and if if nobody deals with it. And, and I know that from first-hand experiences. I know I've dealt a lot with mental health issues and depression because of this. Mm-hmm. I know that I've, when I was younger, when I was at school, and I was bullied because we moved areas and I didn't have an accent. So I was the posh one and people laughed when I spoke and I clearly remember a teacher laughing along with some of these people and that very moment has stuck with me because I thought well who on earth am I going to feel safe with now mm. so that's exactly the same experience my daughter had yeah, yeah the teacher mm. laughed and said oh do you feel uh, sad and then laughed with the bully I mean oh. like you said it is that real sense of not feeling safe and and Absolutely. you know like you said, I think, you know, the message you're giving is find someone that would listen, you know, luckily us as parents would listen or find someone like you that will listen and get them to understand there's nothing wrong with them. Yes. Yeah. That's so important. That's the people that come to me, they've got such shame and such worry and anxiety that it is them. And that's part of my, my my work in building people back up to realize exactly that this isn't about you this is about the other people Um, and they've seen some sort of vulnerability in you that they think they can take advantage of that but there's there's nothing wrong with you you know Mm -hmm. if it's because you're seen as a nice person well that's because you're kind and you're lovely you know for years I, I I felt like I was I don't know how can I put it just a bit pathetic really you know why would people pick on me but once I turned it around I was like well actually I'm an empathic person that doesn't mm-hmm. make me a bad person that that's actually one of my positive traits yeah my daughter's exactly yeah. the same 
Mm, she's yeah. empathetic and sensitive and she wouldn't yeah. follow the bully to bully other children so the bully turned on her wow yeah she sounds incredible can I just say yeah. <laughs> like, she is very incredible in my oh, opinion yeah. but she's overcome a lot but now she's still you know she will look really look after people like what you're yeah. doing you know when you've been through that experience you can really feel people's pain can't you and you do yeah want to help you really can. You can understand that when people come with you, you can understand, sorry, come to you, you can understand that it's taken a lot of courage for them to come to you because people don't like to talk about it. They don't want to admit that they're the one that's being bullied by friends or colleagues or whoever it might be, because it's a horrible thing deep down to admit, because as you say, you internalize that and you think it's your fault and, and it really isn't. And the reason I, I do this is because, you know, when I went through that, there was nobody there to listen, to understand. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've got an amazing family, don't get me wrong. I'm really lucky like that. that there wasn't really anybody to help with that yeah. and people would minimise it. Mm -hmm. Unless yeah, you've gone through it, like you said, it's really hard, isn't it, to really yeah. empathise, even your family. Yeah. Sorry, Lucia. Yeah. No, I was just going to say that because one of the trademarks if that can be said of, of you know of being bullied and of this abusive person is to make you feel like you are no longer worth it or you're not good enough or uh, you know in my case for example it was a total lack of self-confidence I was coming from a job where I was highly regarded I you know was flying past by promotions everybody thought that I was doing great and then I went on to this other job where all of a sudden I couldn't even put an email together with no disrespect whatsoever because I believe that everybody has a job to do but even to the post room to say I'm going down to collect the parcel and yeah. I was staring at that screen, I remember, for hours on, you know, looking at those two lines thinking, is that email good enough? Are they going to understand that I'm going to collect the parcel? And that is the sort of behavior that going through bullying can't make you do. So I guess, yeah. how do you start to recognize those symptoms? How do you... Uh, because, you know, for me, it took external people to tell me, you're not who you were before, your behavior is changing, we need to get this sorted. And that for me was a wake up call to kind yes. of get my act together. But it's not so frequently that you have that. Or some people may see it and just think like, you know, you're stressed or, you know, yeah. associated with some of the behaviors that might not necessarily be you being bullied, you know, at school, at work or whatever it is. So what can you say to those people going through this or having these people going through, uh, you know, close people going through these sorts of cases? How can you start spotting that in somebody else to be able to help, I guess? That's, that's my question. How can you help these people? Yeah, I think it's a lot of what you've actually said, which I think was really, really valuable, is that, you know, quite often there's a change in behaviour. So you might notice that person is acting very, very differently. For example, in a workplace, you know, you might have gone from being very confident to really questioning your own decisions a lot. I think that's a key thing. Questioning your decision making is a really massive thing because you've you've been made to feel by the bully that you exactly what you were saying to you, that you can't make those decisions anymore that you once would have done. And I can relate to that because I was, everything you were saying there, I was like, yes, that is that was absolutely what I went through. So I think it's about, it's about recognizing that. And it's about having the courage to talk to that person and let's have an open conversation about this. So if it's somebody close to you, ask them what's going on, you know, ask them, you know, what's happening at work? How are you at work? Are there any difficulties with the people at work, for example, or at school or wherever it might be, but open that 
that communication up with that person so that that's when you'll start noticing it. But if you notice any different changes in behavior, you know that the person might become depressed, might be anxious about going into work or into school that they maybe didn't before. They might have become quite withdrawn, whereas before they were maybe a confident person. You know, if, if it's somebody close to you, you're the one that will notice all those changes. And it usually takes somebody close to you, I think, to actually help you to recognize that because you don't see it in yourself. Mm. You're so stuck in it that mm. I think it almost becomes normal for you. Yeah. And I think from, a, I mean, I'm a, I've just finished a neuroscience course and what the brain does when it has that much fear and, you know, prejudice and is it closes down. So you can't think straight. You can't make decisions. You can't even think logically. So I think like both of you saying people around these people that are being bullied do really need to help support them and be that guidance and logic that they need to help them get out of that position and if people haven't got you know anybody around them to talk someone to someone like you would be an incredibly supportive thing to do you know I didn't even know there was people like you out there so you know hats off for you for doing this because I think it's a really I think it happens too often you know I had a client who rang me up the other day and said exactly the same thing I'm being bullied at work and she just rang up for a discovery call and I don't know what to do about it and and needed the money to go to work so it's such a it can get in such a difficult situation but I do think she reached out to I think the NHS and somebody helped doing the NHS actually Mm -hmm. so I think there is obviously some resources out there by the sounds of it that maybe we don't know about I mean you might know Kerry is there other resources for people free resources Um, no I've got to be honest there wasn't a lot I did a lot of research when I was starting to do this and I was actually quite shocked at how little there was out there for this I mean there's the there are there are resources in that you can go down the counselling route or CBT or anything like that which can help but I think to deal specifically with this issue there's very little out there and that's what that's what surprised me. That's kind of what led me to set all this up because I thought there's nothing and no one out there to offer help. Specific, um, yeah. Yeah, so I hear what you're saying. I think I think there needs to be much more out there. I'm really passionate about it. I want to get the message out to schools, mm-hmm. you know, all over because I think it's, it's, it's just too important to let go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the thing is, the, the schools do talk about helping with it, but... Unless the individual teachers really believe that, you know, unkindness happens in some children. I was saying to my to the school and I was training teachers at the time, which is a crazy situation. And I was saying to the teacher, the bully needs help as well, because obviously she's struggling with something. You know, they both need support. But, you know, if the teacher doesn't believe it. It's a very difficult situation, isn't it, for everybody? So what are the major changes that you've seen, Kerry, with people that do overcome the bullying? Oh, the changes are wonderful. Just seeing people to just grow in confidence and self-worth and just have have respect for themselves again. I just absolutely love the work that I do, just to be able to see it. And it it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of courage to reach out and then to, to really look deep into yourself to, to kind of work through it. But the changes are remarkable. I think just having somebody there to believe in you, to listen to you, to hear what you've got to say and to, to understand and to, to value what you're saying, I found is really powerful in the people that I work with. And um, people can make such amazing changes because they just need that confidence to go out there and be themselves. Because I think through bullying, 
you often feel that you can't be yourself anymore because you're frightened to. You're frightened to be you because you've been bullied because of it. One thing that I really teach people is to embrace exactly who they are, all their quirks, all their differences, everything like that. I, I teach people to embrace that and to see them as their real strengths. Mm-hmm. We're very passionate about teaching, isn't it, Lucia? We, yeah. we, we run a course called Empowered to Thrive and that's the main thing we get them to do to start with is to really connect to who they are and celebrate who yeah. they are. So. It's so embrace important. embrace themselves i'm quite curious because i love what you were saying at the introduction carrie about how you use this upcycling that you went through yourself and i think it's a beautiful visual metaphor of the work that you do with them right we all have seen like a, a I devour hours and hours of content of upcycling and transformation anybody watching like escape to the chateau yes yep. that's me <laughs> And you can see how from something that feels, you know, abandoned, something that you wouldn't necessarily pay attention to or, you know, disregard very easily because it doesn't look right. You can create this beautiful, you know, piece of furniture or whatever it is. And I think that is in essence what you do with these people when you when they come at you, I would imagine, is that feeling of I feel worthless like you know that piece of junk that we all qualify and then you turn them into these beautiful pieces of of you know of human beings that go out there and are ready to conquer the world again so I'm curious to hear like you know how do you get them to start on that like what will you do with somebody to begin with because it's you know opening up is it must be a difficult task it's, yeah, absolutely. And I always invite people to, to come and talk to me. I'm really easy to talk to, you know, or I like to, hopefully I am. <laughs> I, like to think I, am. <laughs> I get feedback that I am. Um, I'm certainly very, very understanding that it's very, very difficult to open up um, with this issue. And yeah, exactly what you were saying, Lucia. I, I have this idea where people can transform a piece of furniture along with themselves. And that is so important to me because the one thing that really helped me to heal was to take something that was really neglected and transform it into something fantastic. And that sense of achievement was incredible because when I'd been bullied and when I left work through through that and through burnout, um, I mean, you know, like you were saying, Lucia, I couldn't even I couldn't even open my emails in the end. I just sat staring at a screen exactly how you described And I felt that I'd gone from this very confident career woman to being completely lost. And this doing doing the furniture gave me a focus. So it for one, it healed me by it was the only thing that quietened my my mind. I mean, I'm a mum, I've got my two boys, so they keep me really, really busy, but it's a different kind of busy. It was the only thing that I could really focus on that would that would give me peace of mind. And when I finished that piece, I looked at it and thought. I've done that. I've transformed something. I've got a purpose again. Um, And that's what I want people to get with me. I've got a 12-week program that I do, and um, it's called Born to Stand Tall. And basically every week... 
Oh, <laughs> every week they work through, they kind of start off maybe sourcing a piece of furniture, whether that's one that piece that they get from a, a secondhand shop or um, something that they've got at home that they want to upcycle. And we work through it bit by bit. So we start off with journaling and I get people to do a bit of sanding and a bit of painting. And while they're doing that each week, they're working on themselves as well. So they're doing tasks where they're doing like affirmations out loud. So they might be doing a noisy bit of sanding, but they're saying out loud you know I am confident I am worthy and we work through it bit by bit so that as they're transforming this piece of furniture they're also transforming how they feel about themselves as well and by the end of it they have um, a piece that they can look at and think that's my piece I did that so I can do anything I love um, that mm. yeah and it's I, and great I, mm. oh. it's a great combination yeah. yeah and stays as a reminder isn't it whenever they look yeah. at that piece they will yeah. be reminded of the power yes. that came to do that and you know whatever they overcame to do it which yeah. i think is you know is beautiful yeah and also it's that you know from the brain again i'm sorry i'm a bit of a brain crazy person <laughs> uh the brain needs to you're you're being mindful when you're when you're doing something creative aren't yeah. you so it actually yeah. stops that busy mind questioning going into the future it's just focused on the yeah. task it's doing and actually my daughter's been amazing in the last week or so because she's started um making jewelry oh wow. and again yeah I think it's to do with that you know like you're doing with your clients it's just focusing on creating so yeah. I love the fact that you're kind of nurturing them to get better at the same time as their focus is off their thoughts and onto something else that they're nurturing it's such a beautiful idea so it's oh. hats off to you it's amazing I'm so pleased we've had you on the show today oh. <laughs> have you got any resources or anything that have helped you along the way that people could go to is there not any books to kind of help their confidence or I'm not one of my, I've got to be honest, I'm, I, I am from a psychology background, and, um, but I'm not a massive one for reading books. Can I be completely honest? It's because I've got two boys and I literally yeah, yeah. have time to read. Isn't that awful? I could probably do audio books, but I think there's lots and lots of things out there that you can do to help. I think there's lots of meditations that you can do to help. So I, I yeah, I would look at, there's lots of different self-development books that you can use. Um, and I think it's just really important to get out there, whether it's reading or doing a task, it's just really important to get out there and to start to start standing tall and to know that you're worthy of that I think more than anything I'm definitely running away from this well not running away but I'm running with this one liner like you know you do have the power to stand tall and I think that's a beautiful way of 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 living people today you do have the power to stand tall so Kerry if anybody wants to reach out to you and connect with you which I'm sure they would after listening to this amazing story where can they find you and don't worry we'll also put that in the in the episode notes so that it's just one click away but where can they connect with you um, they can connect with me on Facebook. Um, I'm Kerry Patterson Bullying Specialist on there. And I've also got a private group, which is called Stand Tall Together. And that's a safe community where people can share their experiences and get tips and advice. I am on Instagram as well as stand.tall.together, but I'm a self-confessed um, <laughs> Facebook girl. I'm not great on Instagram. <laughs> so it's the best place to find you. And does it have information about your 12-week course on there as well? Yes, I'm also busy building a website. So very soon it'll have even more information than there as well. Fantastic. We'll make sure to direct them there. Thank you very much, Kerry. Oh, thank and you Kerry, so can you sum up in one sentence how you've made your life better? 
how I've made my life better. Oh, I've made my life better by working with myself, by really realizing that I'm worthy, by using creativity to heal myself, and by knowing that we're all born to stand tall. Yay, that's amazing. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And I hope if anyone is feeling uncomfortable by someone else making them uncomfortable or you're seeing somebody else feel uncomfortable, please, you know, don't think it's anything to do with you and do get the help and support you need. And now we know the lovely Kerry's here, so you're not alone. Please, please, please do get the help you need. So thank you to our audience for joining us one more week. Thanks for showing us your love and appreciation. And please share the episode with anyone you think will benefit from it. Leave a comment and subscribe. Because when you subscribe, we are notified. You will be notified, sorry, of the next episode. We look forward to seeing you next week. And in the meantime, stay well, stay safe and stay inspired. Much love.